0: This episode is brought to you by Odyssey Mushroom Elixir. Odyssey contains 2,750 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps functional mushrooms that have been shown to increase brain function, mood, memory, and boost energy.
1: With Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, there's no need to settle for a drink that's full of chemicals and empty calories. The flavors are delicious. There are caffeinated and uncaffeinated options, and I love to use it as a mocktail at parties, as an afternoon pick-me-up. And while I love all the flavors, my favorite is the Sparkling Dragon Fruit Lemonade. If you want to try Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, you can take 20% off your purchase today with code CWpodcast all one word at odysseyelixir.com. And all of that information can be found in our show notes or on our link tree on Instagram. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And
0: I'm Allie French, and this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories
1: and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these
0: journeys and by talking about them we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best.
1: And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our Courageous Wellness.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. We have a lovely episode today with Rachel Montez Minor. Um, Erica and I really enjoyed this conversation. And before we get into her formal intro, we're gonna do our weekly updates as we usually do. Um, Erica, I know you have a big trip coming up. What are your what are your updates? What's going on with you?
1: Yes. Um Yes. I have some fun updates that I will talk about. Um, I also want to say that I think this month of October, they are some of my favorite episodes we've recorded for the whole year, like starting with um Jenny Schatzel's episode last week on changing conversations around body image and today's episode with Rachel and then the next couple of weeks we have some really good ones coming up too. It's just this is a really good month. So I'm really excited to re-listen and for our listeners. And um yeah, just just thought I'd say that because I was looking at our schedule and I was like, wow, these are some of my favorite episodes of the whole year, I think. So yes, my update though, um so I am, I think when this episode is released, I will be in New York City. I'm going on a little solo trip with my best friend from college, and it's going to be so nice. And I can't wait, and I'm sure I'll be sharing tons of updates, but it's going to be fall in New York City and just really good college best friend time, which we haven't done in so long, but especially not since before the pandemic. So I'm Mm -hmm. really really looking to some, just like cooking together and chilling and just, you know, kind of getting out of your normal routine will be really fun. But my update is I've been packing and gearing up because, you know, we work from home and a lot of our recordings are virtual. And so it's like, I'm usually in like comfy clothes. And so it's been really, really, really fun to kind of put together a fall wardrobe of, you know, just cool, fun looks. And my friend is very fashion forward and he's like the chicest person I've ever met. So <laughs> I'm upping my game, but I'm also thinking ahead to, you know, I will be working in the city and um, I, I need to eat and I need snacks. So as I'm preparing for the plane and for um, just to have like healthy, good, nutritious snacks around, I've reordered my favorite BTR bars. And BTR is now a sponsor of the podcast, which we are so excited about, but the peanut butter bliss bars are so delicious. They They are the cleanest label on the market. If there's literally nothing in them, except like real plant forward ingredients, um, no fillers, no sugars, no soy, nothing. And, um, they use adaptogens and it's just so tasty. So I am like all stocked for my flight and I'm all stocked. Um, I had him order some, so we were stocked at his place. That's how much I love them. And yes, I am attempting to just do a carry on and we'll see how that goes. Because like I said, I'm really trying to be like, fashion forward. <laughs> like I used to be before the pandemic, but like, you know, I really, I do love clothes and I used to work in wardrobe on a couple TV shows. And so I love like the way clothes can tell a story and just the way they make you feel like I, I think clothes can be a big part of wellness too. And in the way of, you know, self-expression, um, but the shoes. So I want to pack like six different pairs of shoes. Cause we're also going to a Halloween party when I'm there. And we'll see. We'll see if I'm able to carry it on. Um, that's but pretty I impressive. Did, I did two weeks in Europe for my honeymoon, and I did it in a carry-on. Wow. So I can get, like, scrappy. And he has laundry, so yeah, you we'll do make it work. It. Anyway, that's my update. I'm oh sure in God. the cu- upcoming weeks I'll be talking a little bit more about that. Um, but, Ali, you kind of have an update that's more relevant to the episode today and...
0: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I have a, you a family member that I'm very close to who's currently in a hospice and you know, just reflecting on this side of my family has gone through a lot of loss in the last few years. Um a lot of death and having Rachel on the show um was really really sweet and very timely and um I just you know it's a children's book but i think i probably said this on, in the episode this is not just a good reminder for children um it's really for all people and it's it's beautifully illustrated and and you know poetic in the way that she writes but um it's like just it's just you know it's a sad time but it's um you know, seeing art like this, like this children's book is comforting in times like this. And so I know she has a real mission with this book and the whole series of her books to come. Um, Yeah. And it was just, it was a nice time for me personally to have her and to have this conversation because it's, it's feeling particularly relevant at this moment in my life. So,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. And these conversations are so important because, right, I mean, Ali and I, and we talk a little bit about our our connection through Buddhism and our Buddhist view of life and death, but in Buddhism, right, there's two things that all human beings are going to have to experience, which are birth and death, right? But we don't talk a lot about grief and death as a culture. And I know from my friends who have gone through loss too, it's like everyone wants to talk about it, yeah. but no one wants to bring it up, right? Because um, we don't do that. And so I think these conversations are really important. And yeah, and Allie, like, I just, it's yeah. a part
0: of life. It's a real it part is. of life. And it's something we're all going to have to deal with when it's why either your loved ones or you eventually. And so um, it's important. And so I'm you know grateful to Rachel for, um, focusing on, I think she talks about it in the episode too, but like it's really about love and that the love connection never dies, um, yeah. even though it just ch- sort of changes form. So, with that, shall we get to the episode?
1: Yes, let's do it. Let's so, today, <laughs> Today, we had the absolute pleasure of speaking to and learning from Rachel Montez-Minor, who just released her second children's book, See You on the Other Side, on September 26th. Rachel is best known for her work on Broadway, TV, and film, but is now focusing on writing and her other passions, including yoga instruction and meditation. These calm, mindful sensibilities are reflected in the new book, and they came to her in the most beautiful and truly almost magical way, which she shares with us today. In
0: her new book, See You on the Other Side, um, it's a comforting lyrical story about loss and the reassurance that no one leaves us forever because we always carry their love with us. An emotional topic, Rachel handles it with incredible care, and we hope this book will serve as a real resource to kids coping with loss. We had a poignant conversation today on love, loss, and learning how to listen to and trust yourself. We hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first quarter at Saqqara with code XO We have been big fans of the company for years and the Saqqara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh nutrient dense and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They
0: also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward, bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism, super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakara cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO Courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do now onto the episode.
1: Thank you, Rachel, so much for joining the show today. We are really excited to chat with you um, about your new book. But before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey and your background and how it led you to the world of becoming a children's book author?
2: No, it was not a direct path. That is for sure. And thank you both so much for having me on. It's so great to be here. I actually started out as a dancer. I was a professional dancer for twenty years. I started dancing when I was two, And I always say that dance chose me. And um, yeah, so I performed, you know, in Broadway shows, national tours and film and TV commercials. I really did all of it. And that kind of led me into acting and singing. I toured as a backing background singer for Erasure. I was in show business for twenty years. And um, I've always had a very strong yoga practice and meditation practice. I started that when I was a teenager, actually. Dance kind of led me there because my bones were hurting. (laughs) And um, then when I got pregnant with my daughter, just a series of books started coming to me in dreams, like I would be sleeping and the title would wake me up. And then the whole book would just kind of download. And I've I've always slept with a dream journal next to my bed. I've always kind of had very vivid dreams. And um, so, yeah, it, it all happened when I was pregnant. My daughter came with books and I credit her for the inspiration. And so, yeah, career switch in my 40s. I love
0: I love that. There's so many actually beautiful components to that to talk about. Um, but. I think we should start a little bit with the current book that's coming out uh, just because it's, um, I think with our listeners, you know, this topic, we we have a lot of, I I would say young parents that listen to the show or people potentially becoming parents um, or may have that interest. But, you know, Erica and I were talking before you came on that some friends have even brought up this idea of um, how to talk to their children about grief, which is is what um, your current book talks about. And I would love to just go into, it's called See You on the Other Side, but I would love to just go into the way you, you really beautifully handle this topic in this book um, because I think it's one of the hardest things to talk to children about. And and as Erica also mentioned before we started recording, I think it can also be a difficult just like conversation culturally where it's like something that we all have to deal with. It's all a part of life, um, but there's not always sort of resources and how to find language around talking about this. So can you tell us a little bit about your newest book and um, and why, I know this came to you in a dream, but why do you, were you moved to share this story about this, um, this topic?
2: Yes. So here's the book. I feel like I should show it. See you on the other side to my, to, to you guys. So you could see the cover. Um, it's interesting. Like I said, 10 books came and see you on the other side actually came like last and the timing of it all. Well, the pandemic happened after is really, really what changed it. I mean, I think we were initially going to share um, a different book. And when the pandemic happened, my publisher and I spoke and we thought this was time to share See You on the Other Side. And immediately when this book came to me, I knew it was a heart opener. There's something about framing loss and grief through connection, as opposed to you know, just loss that I think makes this book stand out. And it's also how, how I feel. I, I think we can stay connected. And this book is about love and connection. I think more than loss and grief. It's about us coming together and realizing that even though they're on the other side of the veil, we can see them in our dreams. I have so many friends that have, I think my grandmother visited me in a dream last night or, you know, you see a hummingbird and for some reason it reminds you of your grandfather or, you know, I've had a dream, I was really close with my dog. (laughs) And after my dog passed, I would have dreams that we were like running side by side by the ocean. And, you know, everyone can believe what they want but it always made me feel like they're still with us and they're still guiding us. And I really think that's the central message of this book is that the connection never leaves. And if you close your eyes and, and think about them, you, you will feel them with you. And I think that's a great thing to share with the children is that it it's not goodbye, sweet child. I'll see you on the other side. They're still with you in the quiet moments, um, in your dreams. If you're thinking about them in the animal world. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I love, there's one, I'm, I'm looking for it just so I can kind of, um, quote it correctly, but I think you talk about they'll be in your heart. And I love that idea too, that like they, these people who you carry with you, or you do carry them with you, you know, they can always be accessible to you. It's like just sort of changing form and the way that you communicate. Um, and I think, w- when we were talking about it you know i've my family in particular has gone through a lot of loss in the last 4 years and um this this idea yes it's a hard topic to talk to with children about with children but it's actually It's because I don't know that we always talk to ourselves or adults, other adults about it. And so I really connected to some of these themes too, where like, sometimes there's going to be anger and sometimes, and that's okay. Or you can communicate and write me a letter. And that's like, there's ways to really process, but that, right. They're just, it's just a, we'll see you on the other side. It's not like, it's not gone forever. It's just, it's just sort of the relationship changes form a little bit.
2: Yes. And there's so many illustrations, by the way, Mariah Raman, who illustrated this book is just such an incredible talent, but it was so important for me to have like a lot of nature in the book. And I don't know if you noticed, like everything's like lush, <laughs> scenic. I also feel like when we spend time in nature, we can really feel close to people or, or animals that we've, that, that have passed. Like I, there have been so many times where I'll be like taking a hike and I just like, I feel one of my grandparents with me. And, you know, there's there's a page in the book where there's a little boy hiking and it's like his, his little animal's still with him. You know, I, I also think it's in the quiet moments and perhaps my meditation practice influences me in this way, but when we're hiking and when we're in nature and when we're by the ocean, I, I think it's the quiet moments where we can really connect to the people that have moved on. And I think it's, I think it's also like a cultural thing, you know, And in in Western culture, we don't really talk about it a lot. Maybe it's easier to not talk about it. There are some other cultures I think that talk about passing more because it's going to happen to everyone. So I think it's really a great tool to start talking to children about this topic and that it, and that it doesn't necessarily mean goodbye forever. And like you said, our hearts remain tied. This isn't the end. You know, we are all connected eternally to everyone in our families and even our friends. I, I, I've always said we are all one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. And yeah, Ali and I actually originally met through our Buddhist practice. And so, um, you know, we have a, Definitely a spiritual understanding about life and death. But you know, Buddhism really teaches that there are four things, right? All human beings will experience, which is birth, aging, sickness, and death. Right. And we can't, we can't deny (laughs) those those things. And I think it's it's beautiful too. I love the way you talk about, right? It's not a book about grief. It's about love and connection. And I've, I've always had, you know, I grew up in a Buddhist family. Actually, my parents have been practicing for, you know, 40 years at this point each. And, um, and so growing up, whenever we would go to a Buddhist funeral or memorial service, or even if, you know, just, it was always a celebration of life. And even as a kid, I really, I really loved that because it was a celebration of life as opposed to this like sad, even though it was sad, it didn't, it felt like a celebration and, and that's something I've always like, everyone was in color and, you know, it was just, it was a really beautiful thing to experience as a child. And, um, but even so, you know, as, as I get older and, and we are dealing now in my thirties with sickness and family and aging and, and, and different types of grieving, um, it is it's it's the not talking about it that is so isolating and i think makes it so heavy and hard because we're so averse i think sometimes as a culture to like experiencing sadness which is such a part like we're all going to feel sad and um there's nothing wrong with feeling sad but when we don't talk about sadness when we don't talk about grief um i i just think it makes it that much harder. And I've had friends who have lost parents and who have lost, you know, loved ones really young. And like, they talk about the hardest part sometimes is that no one talks about their mom or no one talks about their dad. And, and I, even as a friend, I was like, do you want me to bring up your, and they were like, yes, bring up my mom and dad, talk about your, your memories with my mom, you know, because I think it's the not talking about it that makes it so hard. So um, yeah, I just, the way you're describing this love and connection on the other side and, and through life, I just think it's really beautiful. And, and, you know, the way right to is so, um, it's gorgeous <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's just gorgeous. It's lyrical, it's poetic. And I'm curious, you know, even practically, because I'm sure a lot of people listening, I feel like so many people have stories in their heart that they want to write and express and get out. So when you had this idea of this, this, this book series that came to you through your dreams, what were some of the practical steps to you took next to be like, okay, how am I going to get this out into the world?
2: Right. First of all, thank you so much for sharing about, about the grief and, and, and all your families and friends and sisters. beautiful that you're talking about them and honoring them. And um, I, one of the lines in the book, I just looked, because it's kind of about this, when you speak about them, I think you open yourself up to their guidance. It says like the moon still shines when hidden by the sun. I'm here to guide you, your journey's just begun. And it's, I think that's, it's again, it's so simple. Children can understand. But I think it really helps adults. Like, you know, the moon is is here when the sun is out. It's not that it's not here, you know? So they're, I, I really think they're they're here and they can still guide you. And when you talk about them, their presence and their energy can really surround you. Um, and another thing about the way I write and it coming through dreams in this book is, it's really not about, you know, if you believe in heaven or God or what religion you are, it is so universal and all religions will connect with this book. And um, because it's, it is about, it's about love and connection. It's not about what religion or what your beliefs even are in afterlife or heaven or whatever, any of those things. Um, but when, these, when, this book, when all these books came to me, they all felt so truthful and universal. And the way they chose me in dreams, it's a lot like how dance chose me. I, I very much gave it up to the universe I was like, these books came to me this way. The universe is going to aid me in getting them out because I knew no one in publishing. My husband's a musician, I was a performer. So I started just kind of asking around, does anyone know anyone in publishing? And no one really did. And I just, I said, hey, I kind of gave it up. I said, these came to me so I know it's gonna happen. And my old like dance agent from 20 years ago when I first got into the business, she had like gotten out of the business She said that she knew one person in publishing and that they were one of the best agents, like literary agents. And if nothing else, we could get a good opinion and maybe she would have someone. So we sent all 10 books to her and she ended up signing me. And then um, she took me to New York and we took many meetings and got my book deal and here we are. So it it was very in the flow. Because I just trusted that if these books came to me, the universe is going to aid me in getting them out.
0: We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about BTR Nation. BTR is a female-founded food brand that is on a mission to end mindless snacking with their protein bars with a purpose. BTR bars and chocolate truffle cups are plant-based and made with no gluten, no dairy, no soy, no added sugar, no corn or rice syrups, no GMOs, no natural flavors, no sugar alcohols, no stevia, no inflammatory ingredients, and no gums or fillers. It's the cleanest label in the category. They only use ingredients that you can pronounce and adaptogenic superfoods like reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps.
1: Ali and I love BTR bars and always have them in our cabinets. I am currently loving the cinnamon cookie dough energy bars and the cherry dark chocolate truffle cups are my favorite sweet treat founder and owner Ashley Marie found inspiration for her brand in an unlikely place at an unlikely time at the hospital cafeteria. When both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer, her life turned upside down as she became their caretaker and her own nutrition began to suffer. Ashley was devouring protein bars when she could, as many of us do, to fit in a meal or a snack. Most of the bars she quickly discovered were filled with sugar. After her parents passed away, she founded her bar brand based on their family mantra, Be Bold, Tenacious, and Resilient, B-T-R. If you want to try BTR bars and truffle cups, you can save
0: 20% on your order with code Courageous Wellness at btrnation.com. You can also find this link in our show notes and linktree on Instagram. You know, it's a good reminder for all of us who are in the creative space in some component in some one way or another um, that sometimes it is about that trust, which is hard to cultivate. And, but when you kind of, you said like get in that flow and really, really can align yourself and trust that there is, you know, if there's a purpose for these books and these stories being told, which clearly there are, and clearly people connect to, I mean, I'm reading it and getting goosebumps and, you know, it's like, it's speaking to me and it's, you know, targeted to ages three to seven. So it's like, clearly there's there's purpose behind this. There is love and connection put behind it as well. And I think sometimes, um, you know, for anybody listening, it's like, if, if you are unsure of the next step, just taking that, that little chance on maybe just asking for feedback or, you know, sharing, I think sharing our work creatively too. It's, uh, I think it's scary sometimes, but knowing that the story is bigger than us, you know, it it has it has this purpose beyond us. And and I say story, but it can be project, it can be, um, you know, it can be anything really. But that the, there's like value to be created out there, and um, I think remembering that can be really key in these you know, in the, taking these chances creatively or otherwise in, in our lives.
2: Yes, I, I also believe that if a story comes to you, mm-hmm. it's choosing you and you're the only one that can tell that story, which is why it came to you. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, maybe it's from my dance background. Like, like if, if something's coming through you, like you're, you're the artist that, that yeah. your job, your job is to get it out. Your job is not to judge it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, absolutely. If, if the creativity is coming through you, the only thing you have to do is get it out into the universe to, but you know, you shouldn't judge it yourself. Like you are, you've been chosen to, to get this story through you.
0: Yeah.
2: it came to you. So, so you're the one that's destined to get it out. You know, Yeah. Um, maybe all my years of, of show business and rejection, I think I just was kind of fearless. Cause I was used, you know, when you're yes. in show, hearing No. So, I mean, I was ready. I remember I told my husband, I was like, we might get, you know, 20 no's before I get a book deal. That just, that wasn't what happened. It was very, very fast, but I was very prepared to go on a long journey with these books. Um, yeah. I knew that it was my job. I just knew it was my job to get them out. You I know? Love that. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like the mission and the why, right. Becomes like the guide as opposed to, the ego or this other, right, it, it becomes so pure. And, and I'm curious, too, because we've talked, you know, you mentioned you started yoga and your meditation and your own spiritual practice. And and even the fact that these books came to you in dreams is so powerful. And then you listened to those dreams and took them out into the real world. You know, um, I'm somebody as well, I've always had really vivid dreams. And I definitely have, had loved ones visit me and loved ones, friends visit me in a conversation for a different time. But my dreams are a place of, um, a lot of conversation and messaging as well. Um, but you know, something that Ali and I have been talking about a lot and exploring on, on some recent episodes of the podcast as well is, is learning to like trust your intuition and your voice, right? Like learning to really trust yourself. And so I imagine so many people, um, even maybe some people listening are like, "Oh well, I had a dream about something, or I felt a a pull to something." But but learning to listen to it and follow that it, it can be hard, right? So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about how you were able to really strengthen that like listening to yourself muscle and trusting yourself muscle to be able to create a ten book series from from dreams. We want to take a quick break from this episode to talk about today's sponsor, Ned. If you have listened to this podcast, then you know, I struggle with anxiety. When I first learned about CBD being a natural and powerful solution to anxiety, sleep disorders, muscle pain, headaches, and so much more, I became very passionate about finding the best source to put in my body. Enter Ned. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is USDA certified organic extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. And I use the products daily to support my anxiety and it has been so helpful in everyday life.
0: These products are science-backed nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Right now we are both really enjoying Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the re-uptake of of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation and ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health and cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Ned's quality also really speaks for itself. Ned's products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field, like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez,
1: and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on Courageous Wellness. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with code CW podcast. Visit helloned.com slash CW podcast to get access. That's H E L L O N E D.com slash CW podcast to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. A direct link can also be found in our show notes.
2: Yes. I think that is like this idea of trusting yourself and listening to yourself. I think it's like at the core of who I am, you know, I always tell people to journey inward. It's like the best journey of all. And I credit, again, I credit all of this to me starting yoga and meditating at a young age. I mean, my inner voice is so like that connection is so strong and it's kind of what I, cultivated like I took I took seven years out of my adult life where I was like I'm not I wasn't really I mean I'd gotten out of a relationship and so I was like I don't want to date I just I just wanted to like dive into the spiritual world and I think at that time is when I that 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 became like number one in my life like whatever my inner voice is saying I'm going to listen to and it was like when you, when you meet people and you have feelings or you know I started kind of moving from theater more into television which brought me back here. And that's how I ended up meeting my husband, you know, all of these, like, it. it's all that guide to me, that's like ancient wisdom. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but if I don't listen to my inner voice, it's like my body's just like, I feel it. Like my body's like almost gets upset with me. Like I feel it inside, like you're going against the grain and you know, you know, and This it kind of brings this book in because I feel like sometimes our guides are even trying to, you know, help us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. And I am laughing because, you know, as we talk, of course we reflect on our own experiences. I'm like, wow, yeah. And it's our brains that kind of want to talk us in and out of any scenario when it's like, we do have innate wisdom and if we learn how to listen to that um and have the courage to trust it i think that's also the thing because cuz intellectually we can i think we can talk ourselves in and out of anything but getting in touch with that physical that that gut or intuition or whatever we want to however we want to label it I learned I feel like through a lot of experiences in my 20s and early 30s and like it never leads me astray right never. And when I ignore it, then the lessons become bigger, harder, more challenging, perhaps more suffering of involved in learning the lessons than than having had the courage if I had had the courage to trust innately, what I may have already known, but not wanting to accept those things. And I think now after, you know, some more years of experience, it's like, yeah, cultivate, it's like a muscle, like working and trusting that. And like, so it, maybe it takes less courage over time to trust it, but it's hard. I think in the, in the beginning, if you're not used to understanding and, and deeply relying on that internal wisdom, um, as a reliable source, uh, you know, I think it it can take a lot of courage to um, to follow that, and so um, I guess if anybody is listening and you know, you know is scared to kind of trust that, would you suggest any? I mean, we all have different you know ways we approach. Our spirituality or connection with self. Um, but through yoga and meditation with your experience over many years, is there anything that you would suggest to a listener to to just like maybe that they can do right now to try to tap into that um connection with self?
2: I mean, first and foremost, I think meditation. I don't understand how people are surviving in this modern world without meditation. Like I like, I'm serious. I'm like, how are they doing it? Because everything's moving so fast and social media, et cetera, all the things. But I think even if you just take like three minutes a day, you know, it doesn't even have to say meditation. Let's just say breathing deep, even, you know, just taking three minutes to slow down your breath, I think gets you more in tune with your gut and your inner voice. So I think it's slowing down, taking deep breaths, meditating, if you will, or for some people that have really busy minds, if that sounds intimidating, I would say get out and take a hike in nature even. You know, I think sometimes just by connecting to nature and the change in nature, I think a lot of people fear change and sometimes our, our inner voice or our gut, it, it's telling us to make a change in our lives. And, um, I think there's no better way to like warm up to change than being around mother nature. And I know it sounds so corny, but like when you see the leaves falling and, and the season's changing, it's like, we are a part of that cycle, you know, like, like how we were talking about grief and death. Like we're all a part of change. We change the same way nature changes. So if, if it sounds intimidating to meditate or slow down your breath, I would say like go for a walk in nature. And that will even strengthen that voice. But I think you have to kind of cut out the noise and like get off of our devices. And, um, you know, that's number one, we have to we have to spend time with ourselves getting to know ourselves and working on that relationship to self. And then you can listen more closely to your gut inner wisdom, whatever, whatever you call it. But there's there's a line in the book about our connection to nature and change that I think can really help with um, when, some, when someone we love passes on, it's, change is nature's way and this will always be true. But one thing is forever. I love you, I love you, I love you.
1: Oh, so beautiful, so beautiful. Um. I'm curious, too. So you have now you have see you on the other side, which is um, when this is released will be out in the world. And and you also have your first book, The Sun, Moon and the Stars, which is also um you know, a book about oh beautiful right there. <laughs> I can see it on the screen. Um, you know, a book about our connection um to others and the universe. And I'm curious, you know, as you've said, it was a 10 book series that came to you. What if you can tease anything or or what what do you think is the next one? What do you think
2: is next? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to drop title. <laughs> you know, it's like a thing you're you're not supposed to say the name of it, but um. What all of the books have in common is reminding us of our oneness and our connection to each other, our connection to the universe. And I think there's a lot in um, media or the news that tries to separate us. And um, the the truth is that we are one humanity. We are so connected. It's, we're, we're all so beautiful. And I know in my day-to-day, and I'm sure it is the same with you, I have so many beautiful moments with strangers. Mm-hmm. And um, these books are all meant to bring families together, bring them back to nature, get us off of our devices so we can spend time together as families and realize that we are all so connected and we're, we're a global humanity, you know? So that's, that's what they're all about.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you for um, thank you for putting these books out into the world, first of all, um, and and also the reminder of connection to self and others. I think that's um, I know it's a big part of mine and Erica's spiritual practice, but I think it's as you said, it's a universal theme. It doesn't have to align with whether you even identify with any sort of philosophical or religious or any sort of structural spirituality, but the idea of connecting to the universe the nature, mother nature, the cosmos, whatever it is that we all experience as human beings. I think, um, it's a good, it's a good reminder that there is oneness in that. And, you know, I, I read this article, I'm trying to remember where it was from about, it was, it was about the loneliness epidemic Mm. in our, in our culture and more people, um, reporting, Feeling loneliness. But I think, you know, that comes from the sense of like we can be constantly stimulated or more quote unquote connected than ever as far as our devices go and things like that. But people are reporting feeling more lonely even than they did whatever it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And this idea of remembering that we are all part of one big human race and one, um, we have this planet that we're living on and kind of reconnecting with ourselves in that sense, um, I think helps us connect to others. And it's not about, you know, in this, in this article, it wasn't about, um, you know, how many people are around you. It's it, it, that doesn't solve mm-hmm. this feeling, right. That inside of disconnection. So anything, any resources whether they're children's books or or meditation practices or you know whatever form they come in that can help us feel more connected to ourselves and to each other i think you know is a is a really important um are important things that we we need at this point in what we're dealing with uh, on a larger sort of societal scale so um thank you for bringing that up because i think it's a it's an important reminder, um, especially in this time where, you know, people are technically more connected, but feeling more and more disconnected in, in the lives that we lead daily. Um, and that's a, that's a health issue. I mean, we're, you know, we're a very broad, broad, uh, definition of a wellness podcast and the way that we approach wellness. But like, you know, it, it was, it was, this article was talking about it as like a, public health crisis and um so connection is important
2: it's so important and you know this book i know it, i think it says three to eight or something but i i wanted them to write it's for all ages yeah. you know because so many adults that have that have read this again it's just a heart opener and it can heal the child within and um also just remind remind people what that we are so connected through love. It's, it's eternal. It's, it, it doesn't, I, I really believe that love never, we're getting like a little into physics, but <laughs> I feel like love is energy and it never ends. It mm-hmm. transforms. Yeah.
0: Right. Cause energy matter can't be created or destroyed, right. It just changes form. Yeah. It's the only thing I remember from physics class, everybody. I
2: know. <laughs> but it's, it's really real. And if, 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 our readers can tap into that feeling of love and connection it's i mean look what that's igniting just even within a home and teaching a child about this at a very young age what a gift you know what a gift to know that you are connected to others through love eternally
1: absolutely Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've shared with us today. I feel like we could talk to you forever, but as we do begin to wrap up, we have three wrap up questions and this is not one of them, but I'm so curious and Allie knows what I'm going to ask, but I'm just so curious. What is your astrological sign?
2: <laughs> I am such an Aquarius.
1: You are, I'm an Aquarius moon and I'm- I was, Yeah. When you talked about your dreams, too, I was like, I, I just, yeah, Aquarius Moon. I love, I love an Aquarius. I've
2: been having this, you know, my dreams have been, have been, um, very intense for my whole life. Mm. You know, and things have come to me in dreams and about people, and you know, that's why I've always had a dream book.
1: Yeah, so powerful.
2: Yeah, pregnant. But before then, I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, you're. It's beautiful. Um, so the first official question we ask is, what does your self care routine look like, and what are some of your self care non negotiables in your day to day?
2: My self care routine changed a lot when I became a mom. Let's be real. So my daughter's five now, and um, one thing that's non negotiable is like I need my bath a bath. I know it's like not a big deal, but for me, like I put the lavender oil and the Epsom salt and it's like, I light the candle and it's just 20 minutes of, of just letting go. Um, obviously getting to yoga and not just doing it on my own. Cause I, I did become a yoga teacher many years ago. I got certified. So, but if I can actually get to a class, I'm like self-care <laughs> <laughs> and, um, we live in the in the hills, so getting time to take like a hike and, and get out there like uh, where you know I like walking on the dirt. Like I need my feet need to be on dirt, not asphalt. Yeah, you know. So, but the bath, I mean, it's pretty much the only thing I can really guarantee daily. The other things, I'm like bonus. <laughs>
0: Totally. And that's, um, I guess that's the perk of California living is, is also the, the city hikes that we have accessible to us. Mm -hmm. Um, the second question we ask everybody is what does being courageous mean to you?
2: It's what we've been talking about, listening to your inner voice. I think that takes courage. I know it takes courage because sometimes it goes against what other people expect. And it might not make sense to them. So being courageous is listening to your heart and knowing that, knowing that your wisdom is the wisdom you need to follow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Beautifully said. And the last question we ask is, is there a book that's meant something to you along your journey on any topic that you'd like to recommend to our audience?
2: That's like that's like asking for your favorite movie, or favorite TV show, or your favorite song. Um, I have to think about. I I mean, I'm obsessed with all Maya Angelou's work, Toni Morrison. These women's writing really shape me. But I'm I'm trying to think about a children's book or something too
0: it can be anything I mean obviously everybody should go out and read your books but if there's just something that even if it's something recent that you read that you would just recommend
2: um you know I just finished reading Michelle Obama's book and I just love her yeah she's she's so incredible I mean she's all about finding the light like there's so many things that she talks about that I'm like yes that is what I'm trying to do for children you know like like stay connected, find the light and find the love and listen to your heart. Yeah.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Rachel. And if anybody wants to find your book, follow you, keep up with the rest of your writing that's to come. Um, Where can they do that?
2: Um, On Instagram, I'm at Rachel Montez Minor. Or I have a website, rachelmontesminor.com and all the links for the books are are up there. And yeah, hopefully in in a couple more years, the third one will come out, so.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank
2: you so much for having me. This has been so wonderful to talk to you ladies. Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each
1: week.